Hello and welcome to episode 367 of the Veg Grow Podcast. My name's Richard and I am on a mission to grow as much food as I possibly can in my allotment and garden. Today is the 19th of October 2020 and coming up in just a moment I'm planting out my garlic and I'm going to be talking about just how I go about growing garlic. But before that let's find out what I've been up to over this last week. Well, it's Wednesday the 14th of October 2020 today. Ah, halfway through my first week off and I'm cream crackered already, absolutely knackered. Now, one of the aims this week was to get my garden straight and particularly in order that I can start to build a new shed. So yesterday, the wife and I started clearing the top corner of our garden patio area kind of it's where basically I kind of use it as a nursery area but also a bit of a dumping ground so one of the things I had to sort out there yesterday and it carried on today was a large collection of wood now we have open fireplaces so we end up having a lot of wood to burn for that unfortunately what tends to happen when people know you have open fireplaces is they come out the woodwork and start offering you all their wood that they don't need or have collected up or something like that in order that we can uh, just get rid of it for them that happened a few years ago and the pile just got bigger and bigger I never cut it down or I've been cutting it down bit by bit I should say over the years but now I've just got to the point I've got so fed up of it we smashed loads of it up we've moved it into our wood stores and places like that we've run out of room to keep it all in all honesty which has caused a bit of a problem, but we'll, we'll figure something out with that. Now, with that wood basically out the way, sort of, it's, it's a long way off being ready, if I'm honest, but it's out the way from that sort of area. We took down the little 6x4 shed we had there, which was also full of wood that was cut down and, and ready to burn. We've taken that shed down. Now, I was thinking I'll try and hold on to this shed. We inherited it when we moved into this house. But what became apparent as we took it down was that it was just not worth salvaging. So that was actually today we took that down. And uh, again, that'll be burnt. That's kind of piled up again. I might have to get a skip in. I've got so much junk, to be honest. But it's... um, it's cleared the area where the shed is going to sit, which is great. Now, with that cleared, I've started making the floor of my shed. Now, tomorrow, Lee is coming down and we're going to start building the stud work because I spoke to him about building shed based on his experience a few weeks ago, as you may remember on the podcast. He's coming down to share that with us and uh, help me start the build. The cladding's not going to be arriving for a while yet, but uh, we're going to start the build anyway. So with the floor built, I was quite happy with that, but I, I realised we had quite a collection of compost or compostable materials that needed to go somewhere. So I emptied one of my compost bins into one of the beds that it's not going to stay that bed. It's a bed that's going to be removed. I did look at buying some wood to build a new bed today. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it home. So I've had, so I've just filled up one bed anyway, and I'll, I'll move that around later. That emptied one of my compost bins, which I've filled up with some more of this compost material. Although I've got quite a bit more to go. Some of it I'm probably going to take down the allotment just to get rid of it because I'm rather fed up of it all, saving up and what have you. 
I'm probably not being very coherent, it's just because I'm a bit tired, but uh, you get the idea of what I've been up to over the last couple of days. I'll be back again tomorrow with a bit more of an update, so uh, keep listening for that. It'll work. (laughs) (laughs) It's Thursday the 15th of October 2020 today, I'm here in my garden. Good friend, fellow podcaster Lee is here, Lee. Nice to see you again. You too, mate. It's good to be here. <laughs> Happy to be part of a diary. Yeah, it's the first time you've been part of a diary in all my podcasts, which Sounds is unbelievable. Career. Unbelievable. Career high. Career high. But you actually came down here today anyway to help me with a project that we've been busy doing today. So listeners will know, and I've harped on about this, I want to build myself a new shed. And uh, you came down here today to help me build the stud work, and uh, we did it. We built the stud work. Yeah, I'm happy to be part of this little journey of your shed because we've heard so much about it, haven't we? But the stud work, yeah, we've built it, mate. So the main frame's done. I mean, you did the floor, yeah. but now at least the main frame's done uh, for us to progress. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't wait to get this done now. I just need the cladding to turn up, and I am done. It's a big old size. Like, for a shed of what it's going to cost you, you're going to get a, a good-sized shed that you wouldn't really be able to buy off the shelf yeah so it's 2.4 meters by 2.4 meters uh floor space i can't think what they call it at the front it's seven foot high at the back it's six foot high so it's a it's a fair size um but it is it's a combination of being a, a podcast studio a video studio and um somewhere to store tools and stuff and hatch crowing and that sort of thing yeah um the new podding shed it's going to be called i'm gonna to have to get a sign on the front saying the podding shed but i digress a bit it's more this is a diary update of course i'm just excited to actually have got the stud work built and it finally feeling like it's coming together yeah. we've we've put it up um in its place to sort of get an idea of the size and everything i'm surprised just how big it feels yeah, but it's, all, it's going to be down to uh, how you sort the inside out, mate. How you uh, plan the inside. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can have the smallest of sheds, can't you? The smallest of sheds. You but uh, if you plan the inside right, then it will will work for you. Yes, and I'm useless at that. I'm a terrible hoarder. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, that is really what we've been up to today: building this stud work for four walls. I mean, probably people out there who are carpenters would say they could do that in a a few hours but i'm happy with it i'm really happy with it i just can't wait to get it done and uh more importantly it's something i've built myself or uh, with your assistance i think this is going to cost me about 500 pound to build a solid shed decent man decent like i say anything you get off the shelf is a little bit weaker isn't it so um see i think you're doing well mate yeah yeah um, I should explain, the stud work is made out of 33mm by 63mm C16 joists. So it's, um, it is going to be a solid solid shed. Well, the standard sheds you buy, that's like an inch by an inch, if you're yeah. lucky. And it's really flimsy. So yeah, yeah. Once, once all the bits go up, it's going, to be, it's going to be solid. And once you put all the cladding on, it's going to be proper solid. strong, man. So yeah, that's what we've been up to today. Really excited to get this shit done, in case you haven't worked that out. <laughs> right, um, tomorrow's Friday. Well, we've got the weekend coming, so hopefully there's going to be a lot more diary updates. Well, it's Sunday the 18th of October 2020 today. A couple of days since my last update, but lots 
to talk about. So Friday continued on building this uh, shed and, and tidying the garden and uh, getting everything into shape. But uh, I discovered there was a garden show on near me. So Saturday, I booked tickets, wife and I off we went to this garden show and uh, we had a day out. It was quite pleasant, enjoyed the show, although I've got to admit, in terms of actual garden products, there wasn't, um, how do I phrase this? There was a lot of other stalls that weren't necessarily garden related. However, I could let it go because I guess the wrong type of year for garden shows as it was usually this show is on in April but also given this year the fact that they were able to put on a show at all has to be commended so um and I think obviously it's just a case of trying to trying to survive is the the phrase I keep hearing so yes we went to that had a great day out and I brought back a hosta plant that I purchased now, I've just potted this hosta plant up. It's a variety called Fantabulous, and it's going to grow along the southern side of my garden, which is sheltered by a fence, so it doesn't get a huge amount of sunlight. And I've already got one hosta plant grown down there already. Now, I plan to grow hostas and ferns alongside there because they do well in very shady. Plus, the, all hostas are edible and some ferns are edible, so adding into this edible gardening landscape that I'm talking about. Now today, as I've said, I've just potted up my hosta, but that's not all I've done today. So had a bit of a, a tidy up of all my birds, my chickens and my quail. Now I, I have moved three of my female quail out from a shed into one of the outdoor cages after I've made that a bit more secure so nothing can get hold of them. This is an old rabbit cage. Now the, the, the grid on the front was a bit too wide. I think a fox could stick its hand in and uh, get a hold of a, a bird. I say hand, I mean a paw, don't I? So I've just added another cage onto that. I've moved, through, I've moved three of the birds out to here. The fourth one has hurt her leg. So she's staying inside the indoor cage for the time being, just until I can be sure that she's okay. After that I went into my greenhouse. Now in my greenhouse I've had a compost bin which uh, is a type you just fill from the top and everything filters down. I've decided I'm not keeping a compost bin inside that greenhouse anymore. The idea of the compost bin on the inside was to add some heating and it, it didn't really work in all honesty in my, my experience, my experiments. So I felt it was time to basically empty that compost bin out and pour that all around the beds, which has filled the beds up nicely, remove the compost bin, and then I've moved my banana plant and my peach tree inside the greenhouse to start offering it some protection over the winter. I still have some plants grown inside there, my tomato plants particularly, so it's not like the greenhouse is coming to the end of its use, but it is coming to the end of a season. The weathers are certainly changing and it's getting colder and I want my plants to be really protected a bit better inside. Well, I did want to go down the allotment today. Unfortunately, I decided not to concentrate at home. I've got the next two days that I plan to spend down the allotment. So... That wraps it up for today, and we'll find out what I get up to on Monday. It's Monday the 19th of October 2020. Wind's picking up quite a bit at the moment. I'm just on the allotment, 
and a bit of a bad start to the day well I should actually start overnight I've uh, didn't get a good night's sleep I've had uh, toothache which by the time I saw the dentist this morning emergency appointment it was quite late before I finally got on the allotment everything's in the way everything's in the way of my my joy that's the way I'm going to phrase it but I did get on the allotment anyway and uh, what I basically did today was cleared out quite a few more weeds, get on top of this couch grass and everything again, carrying on with this constant task. I've got to admit, I struggled a bit because of this toothache. It's still hurting and it's going to hurt for a while. But we made our way through it and uh, we got quite a bit of weeding done. Now, after that, I've had to prepare the bed to plant some garlic in, which I'll be talking about in just a moment. But I also have planted out my onions. Now, these have gone into one of the beds at, on the bottom half of the allotment. We're overwintering on, onions, three varieties. Got them in the ground, cleared out the courgettes that were in that bed, added a bit of compost and got them going. So they are planted up and ready to go. Uh, after that, I also cleared out some of my old tomato plants that were outside that are basically done now. Don't need them. They're not going to grow anything. They're not going to produce anything. So it's time to say goodbye. They've all gone on the compost bin and I've salvaged any green tomatoes that I can because we can always turn them into red or use them in green tomato chutney. So I'm going to run a commercial break and then I'll be discussing how I grow my garlic this year. I hope you are enjoying the show so far. If you are, then perhaps you might consider becoming a member of the VegGrow Podcast Supported Members Club. For just £5 a month, you help me keep these podcasts, videos and live shows going and encourage more people to grow their own food. As a thank you, you get exclusive behind-the-scenes content only available in the members area of the VegGrow Podcast website. Extra exclusive podcasts, videos and blog posts only for supportive members. On top of that, each month I send you a gift pack of collection of vegetable seeds that can be sown that very month. And we sow and grow these seeds as part of the club together. Now to find out more, just head to the vegetablepodcast.co.uk and click on the shop. Well, seeing as I am on the allotment and I am planting my garlic, I thought it might be the ideal time to discuss how I'll be growing garlic. Now, I love growing garlic. It's one of the first vegetables that I really started growing on an allotment or when I really wanted to get into growing more vegetables and being much more useful with our vegetable patch. Now, firstly, the bed that I'm growing this garlic in, it was used for onions earlier this year. Now, because garlic and onions are in the same family, by rights, I shouldn't do this. But I've done it for many years and it, it, it steered me okay over this time. If I've ever noticed any problems with either my onions or the garlic, that's when I would then stop using the same bed several years running. Now, this bed, as I said, it did have onions in it. I did plant in the meantime because the onions came out in the middle of the year. It seemed a shame to leave it to waste. So I did plant some lettuce, some pak choy and some Chinese cabbage. I've harvested all those today and I've got to say they've done really well. 
cleared all the weeds and then I've added a layer of compost just to give it a bit of nutrients and give it a good start. That means this bed is now ready to grow. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take my garlic cloves. Now I've been saving my own garlic for several years. So these have been tailored to grow on my own site. Firstly, I've got elephant garlic, which is an incredibly large garlic style bulb. It's not actually related to garlic. It's more closely related to leeks, but it is really tasty and it stores really well. Uh, I've also got bohemian white, a very early purple white, early purple white and Vallejo white. Now the elephant garlic is going to go in about 30 centimetres apart and I'm just going to dip a hole and drop the clove in about but um, basically so the clove is completely covered. Now I'm trying to keep the pointy end up on the clove so if you look at a clove you'll see you've got a pointy end at the top and what looks like roots or the base on the bottom that's the way you want to keep it. That'll go in there popped into each hole as I said elephant garlic 30 centimeters apart the normal garlic is going to go about 15 centimeters apart so you can fit quite a bit in I think if you look at old books they will tell you to plant your garlic February and March that is now kind of not true we want to plant it around this time the reason being is that garlic needs a period of at least a month below 10 degrees C and with the winters we have here particularly here on the south coast it doesn't always get down to 10 degrees C for an entire month so we want to plant it now to really have that chance and what what happens is that by being down at that temperature it encourages the bulb to split into cloves if it didn't reach that temperature and I might actually save some bulbs to plant later next year or beginning of next year around February March time as a bit of an experiment but what I would expect to happen is that instead of it breaking into little cloves we would get one large bulb that, that's why I want to do it around this time now they're all planted in I'm going to give it a bit of a watering just so as 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 the water goes in it'll fill up that hole with compost filling back in and that is really them then planted now we're going to leave those to grow they don't take much care a bit of watering every now and then and a bit of feeding every I go for about every six weeks and I use a garlic specific type of fertilizer that is um that I get from the garlic farm. It's very, very good. And I just sprinkle that over a handful each month. It doesn't need much. And that really, I have found to really boost and help the plants out. Now, if you haven't got any of this garlic-specific fertiliser, then you might want to add a bit of uh, grow more or sulphate of potash or something like that just to really help them out. Um, Keep them well watered but actually throughout the winter we don't need to do a huge amount of watering because it is still fairly moist come the spring summertime that's when we will probably increase our watering and i just try and make sure that the the this soil is moist at all times easier said than done i know but 
is how we want it. Try and keep it weed free. Again, that is easier said than done. But um, it can, can just keep on top of it is what I'm, I'm trying to say. And in terms of problems, I don't get many problems. I always get leak rust on my garlic every year without fail. And when I get it, I try and remove as many leaves as I possibly can. Now, leak rust looks like little red blotches on the leaves. So whenever I see it, I just try and remove any infected leaves and burn those. But to be honest, that's generally coming up to the time it's harvesting anyway. And I find it doesn't cause a huge amount of problem. It doesn't look very attractive and it will stun the growth a bit. But by that point, most of the growing has been done. The only other problem that it can lead to is that it will encourage the garlic to bolt and pull up a flower stem. Now I just break this off. And again, I don't find it a huge problem, but it does mean any that have started to throw up a flower stem, we need to use first when it comes to harvesting. So it's worth just trying to keep an idea or keep an eye on which ones need eaten first. Now, how do we know when to harvest? Well, what I always do is when it comes to planting the garlic out, I always try and label exactly what I'm planting out. That's the same as any plant that it is. And then we need to find out if it's a hardneck or a softneck variety. Now, I just search online for that particular variety to find the details. Most of mine, in fact, I'm going to say all of these except for the elephant garlic, are softneck. Now, we know garlic is ready because I find that all the stems turn dry and the leaves turn brown and basically they look like they're dying back. That's when I will start harvesting mine, usually looking around mid-summer, around the, the longest day this starts to happen. So end of June, beginning of July, we'll be looking at when they are ready and start harvesting them. We can actually start harvesting wet garlic a bit before, from sort of May time. It's not, it's not fully grown, um, but it does have a slightly sweeter flavour. And also, if you are low on your stores of garlic from the year previously, it's just another way of making sure you can feed yourself all year round. Now, when it comes to harvesting, all I do is I, I pull each garlic clove up try and clear off as much of a soil as I possibly can and then I just place it in my greenhouse for a week or two just to, to dry out. Once dried out I then cut off the stems and cut off the roots and then try and peel away just the outer papery skin just to clear away any mud or clean it up a bit and then I will keep them in my garage for use later on throughout that year over winter and into next year very very easy to grow and very very easy to store i also because i try and save a bulb to grow the next term every time i harvest i save the largest bulb and i will plant that in about three months time after harvesting like i'm doing today now it is really that easy to grow garlic. It's one of the easiest plants that I can think of to grow. But they are in the ground for a good eight to nine months. So you've got you've to gotta dedicate the space to them. They don't need a huge amount of space, but they are really, really worth it.
Well, that is how I grow garlic. I will, of course, add any links to various items that I've mentioned in this podcast on the website at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. If you want to leave me a comment, then head to thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. And if you want to email me, richard at thevegcrowdpodcast.co.uk. Or you can find me on social media. Well, that's it for this week. I'm going to go home and get this podcast edited up and uh, hopefully get an early night after the debacle I went through last night. We'll be back again next week. And next week is going to be the start of the Halloween set of specials that I've got planned. If anybody out there has any gardening horror stories they would like to share with me, then please get in touch. So until then, please take care.